Hello, Internet. It's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. For updates on when episodes go live, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Hi, uh, the people. Dave. We can't do an episode without Tori. And Tori. Hello, Internet. Phew. And we start everything with good week. Nope. Nope. Try that one again. We start every week with good thing. And it's Craig's to do that. <laughs> All right, could Craig, be a go good ahead. Week. It could be. <laughs> uh, my daughter's on stream. She's my good thing. There she is. Say hi. Hi, baby. Hi, Ada. Show everyone your new giraffe. I'm waving as oh, though my camera adorable. is on, but no. <laughs> Andy, you want to tell them you fed giraffe today? Go ahead. Say, <gasps> say you fed a giraffe. Did you feed okay. a real giraffe? Yes, she fed a real giraffe. She's whispering it. Oh, I you love give to them do that. Oh, you want to hear? Okay. It's one of my favorite things at the zoo. Hi, Ada. Did you go to the zoo today? Hi, bye, Ada Mishram. Okay. Well, no, bad Dave. <laughs> oh. What do you mean? Craig doesn't know what I said. <laughs> I, I have no idea what you said. I had to took my headset off. <laughs> That's it. That's one of the good unmade. Good-ish. I mean, better than the ugly fish. <laughs> Whole lot of assumptions there. Actually, no. Biotomishram's pretty bad. So, you, you mean she's pretty bam? So was that your whole good thing, Craig? Yeah. Yes. Because I don't feel like the listeners are going to get much out of that one. That's okay. Well, that's their own fault for not... It's good thing is he took his daughter to a petting zoo, okay? Jeez. Well, no, you don't pet <laughs> the all between the lines. We went to the zoo today for the feeding. Um, my other good thing is that she is currently potty training. We bribed her with mini diapers, as in mini mini mouse, the character on them. <laughs> so since she likes them so much, we're like, you will wear these because they they're pull-ups. So, they're pull-ups. so it's like, you're allowed to wear these as long as you use the potty. And she's like, okay. And she uses the potty most of the time. Dude, boys Bribery are so works. much easier. You put a Cheerio in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Aim for this. <laughs> uh. It's, yeah, no, it's, you turn it into a game, and you put a Cheerio in the toilet, and you're done. Yeah, true. For for my daughter, we have a book that we read, uh, the Gotta Go Pee book, Tori, in case you were wondering. <laughs> so she likes to read that, and she'll she'll sing along to it. There you go. If if our listeners want more, uh, All right. they could have Sounds maybe like... seen this on our Patreon. I don't think Mike is hearing me anymore. Sounds like it's Dave's turn. <laughs> Uh, I played Pixelmon this week. It's like Minecraft, but Pokemon. You can fight Electrikes and they drop redstone dust. Wait, that's Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, it's Pixelmon. It's a mod for Minecraft that be- makes the game Pokemon. So all of the mobs are taken out of the game and replaced with Pokemon that you can catch. And you can even get like a bird-type Pokemon and fly around on it. <laughs> So it's called Pixel. I actually have to tell my father-in-law because he's been wondering what the Pokemon Minecraft replacement is. So I can link it. Yeah, Pixelmon. Uh, yeah, have Dr. T hit me up and I might get him an invite to our server. He's on Discord? Yeah. All right, yeah, have him hit me up. But yeah, 
So you don't have to worry about creepers running around and blowing up all your stuff because there aren't any creepers, just Pokemon. And it's not like they have Voltorbs going around blowing up your stuff. Like, they only interact with you through Pokemon battles. But they do step on your wheat and upgrade oh, all your they, crops, which is kind of annoying. They should have Voltorbs running around and blowing stuff up. That sounds much better, yeah. <laughs> and maybe there's, like, a hard mode mod. But I'd rather not. And you know what my other good thing is, sort of, as I'm playing Minecraft? I miss Terraria. Like, mm. I like Terraria better. Um... I mean, I'm getting more into the swing of Minecraft, and I feel like such an old man playing Minecraft because I'm just I'm playing this game, and I'm like, five minutes in, my inventory's already full with like ten different types of grass seed and saplings, and I'm like, what is going on here? Why do Why do I need to like make a ladder every time I want to cut down a single tree? Like, why? Oh man, why are there seven hundred different types of biomes? <laughs> like, well, that's based on the mod pack. <laughs> Uh, it, it, some of them are a lot of them are vanilla, but there are some mod, uh, some mod biomes as well. Uh, I absolutely love Terraria, but in defense of Minecraft, it depends on the mod pack that you play because they they have different advantages and appeal to them. So, like you know, you're playing the Pixelmon mod pack now, but you know, I played some tech based ones with uh with progression based systems in it, and those are neat. Like it's something to shoot yeah, for. Yeah, did a little bit of that where you can actually like you have things that are equivalent to diamond that are renewable. Like that's the kind of thing that I like because I don't like I don't like spending hours and hours to find two pieces of diamond and then seeing my friend with like a full enchanted diamond armor. So I'm like, where'd you get all that? <laughs> like, I've been looking for diamond for seven hours. Well, Where, how did you get that he much? He got it before you, clearly. He, he stole it from you. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, why you couldn't find it. it. Yep. Oh, man. But, uh, all right, so the, the number one main thing that Terraria has over Minecraft is you push one button and it cleans up your inventory and sorts it in a nearby chest. If Minecraft had that, then you know it would be on the same level, I think. No, no, no. The other thing Terraria has is that it's so cute. It's so much cuter than Minecraft it is. It is cuter than Minecraft. <laughs> it's true. Uh, wait, you don't find creepers cute? No. Are you are you making the claim that Terraria Steve is cuter than Minecraft Steve? Yes. I guess the guide is the equivalent of Steve. He, he can occasionally, yes, he occasionally gets the name Steve, the guide. Um, while Minecraft doesn't, as far as I know, it doesn't have a, a cleanup button like Terraria does, the, the quick sort. There are, you know, storage-based mods which let you sort of dump everything into a central deposit area, which can then be sorted and, and you can, you know, access in that way. Oh, that's interesting. So they, they do have things like, like that. It, like you can put them into a central chest and it sort of like yeah. goes through tubes to get into the correct chest. That's interesting. Huh. Uh, I will say my not good thing is trying to access an old Minecraft account through Mojang's website because you can't play the game until you connect to your Microsoft account. Yep. So it's like I, I on three separate occasions uh, tried to get into my Mojang account and I finally figured out what I was doing wrong. Uh, if you go to reset your password on Mojang's website, you type in your email address, sends you the password reset, you make a new password. You go to log in, but you do not use your email address to log in. You use your username, and your, e your email address does not work to log in, only to reset your password. So, uh, so that was kind of annoying, but to add to that, Mojang customer service doesn't exist. <laughs> like, there's no link on their website. I think you have to contact them via Twitter and either, like, 
make a make like a public announcement that you're an idiot and can't get into your account, or DM them and have them not respond to you. But anyway, the mod was really good. Um, but yeah, Minecraft is just so different from Beta back when I used to play. It's crazy. I haven't even gotten to the Nether yet because I've been leveling up my Alakazam. It's got priorities. All right, I think Dave's done. Uh, so my good thing this week is uh, the dinner that I just had, which was pork tamales and Puerto Rican rice from El Rey's, which is our local chain of Mexican grocery stores, and they are amazing. And I think I've talked about them here before, because I can't go very often, because when I do, I spend way too much money, because they have a bunch of stuff that my regular grocery stores don't carry. They got the Goya aisle. <laughs> oh, that's... No. <laughs> Even I know that's not the same. You can buy all your vigil candles in the Goya aisle. <laughs> I mean, they do carry a lot of Goya products, but, like, a much wider variety. And they also have, like, an in-house little cafe that I got some nachos when I went there yesterday, and they were I, quite literally some of the best nachos I've ever had in my entire life from a cafe in a grocery oh, store. Yeah. And holy crap, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my city... I and I had a good cafe at our store. My city has, uh, you know, the Oriental grocery store that's got the ramen place inside it, and they're really good, too. Man, do you remember that one place, Dave, that uh, we went to in, in North Carolina where they had, like, this full-service, like, restaurant in I remember that one place, Dave. Did I say Mike or Dave? Wegmans? No, it wasn't. No, when we went in North Carolina, <laughs> and they had like like because I had uh, I, I don't know if it was ramen or what. Was I there? I wasn't there this year. Was it? I'm pretty sure you were the there. Year, was it like years ago? I wasn't there this year. No, no, it wasn't. I wasn't at the most recent trip to North Carolina. I was at the first. Yeah, trip. I know. Uh, I don't remember. Um, I don't remember. Okay, too long ago. But hey, we got that. It's called Wegmans. <laughs> Uh, so my other good thing this week is the fact that we're recording uh, locally because it would be utterly impossible if we were recording our old way. I have a crap Discord connection this week. Which is not the good thing. The good thing is that we have better recording. Yep. Local recording the good makes thing this... is that the bad thing is mitigated. Yes. Makes this at all possible <laughs> this week because I caught like half of what you guys said. No. Brought... We could have had a week off. Brought to you. Why did we upgrade? No, we're finishing. We are finishing this book. Brought to you by listeners like you. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited to. I, it's not. I don't want the book to be done because I'm tired of it. I'm excited because this means we're going to be able to include Dave in so much more. But first, we have to do Tori's good thing. So Tori's good thing this week is uh, I saw some movies. I uh, I saw the D and D movie. And I saw the Mario movie, and they oh, were both super both. cute. Yeah, I enjoyed both of those. They were really fun. Um, so Yay. I know they were already other people's good things in prior episodes, so I won't go into too much detail. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed them. It was fun. I look forward to them being my good things in a year. <laughs> hey, we can still go this week. See it in 3D. Oh, yeah, you did ask about that. We should uh, maybe try to do that. Yeah, hit me up. You got my number. All right. Well, sounds like Tori's good thing is done. So before we get mm -hmm. into Chapters Dave, uh, I would like, since Tori wasn't here last week, I would like Tori to tell us all about her reaction 
to Navani's portion of last week's chapter because I feel like it it, it reflects on her personally. Yeah, uh, so I don't know if I mentioned, but I suffer from imposter syndrome like a lot, a lot, a lot. So I really felt for Navani in these chapters uh, because it's when someone tells you you're not good enough, it's so easy to dismiss all of the good things that you've done and just go with the, yeah, this one person telling me I'm I'm wrong has got to be right because uh, because they said so and they would know better than me, the person who is being talked about. Um, the, the, the gavilar, if you will. Yes, right. Ooh, so yeah, I hate Gavilar. <laughs> After <laughs> after getting Navani's too, huh? after getting Navani's flashback, I'm like, how dare he? How dare my baby Navani? You cannot like ooh. Um, so I had a very like visceral reaction. Like I felt that like like it 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 made me angry. Um, so I I hope that. All of you out there who suffer from imposter syndrome also have people who get unnecessarily angry <laughs> when when you're feeling like an imposter. So, yeah, I, I really don't know what else to say. Thank you. Thank you, Tori. Uh, yeah, let's let's do chapters, Dave. Now. Oh yeah, I finished a yeah, book. Like, this as week. soon as we covered that, oh, as soon as we like got to that in the in the chapters last week, I was like. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, I wish we had Tori here for this. Dang. <laughs> yeah, I finished a book. It's by Brandon Sanderson, and it's called The Lost Metal. No, 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 no. no. Wow. Really good. good job, I mean, Dave. there's this guy. There's this guy named Wax, and he's a pewter savant, and he wakes up every morning, and he like can't even get out of bed. He actually has to have his, his pewter like delivered to him via IV just so that he can start his day. But then, oh man! Once he gets on that pewter, oh, he's also um, he's also a twinborn, so he's a pewter. Uh, he's he's double pewter, right? He's a double double twinborn, so he can compound double, double pewter. Double twinborn, <laughs> a quadruple board, <laughs> yeah. if you will. So like, as long as he's conscious and able to like keep up his pewter compounding, he's nigh invincible. But like his problem, he also has a drug addiction, and it's like it's it's really really expensive especially when you're a pewter savant you have to constantly burn pewter just to stay at normal you need so many drugs just to feel a little bit of a high uh because the pewter always counteracts the drugs right so um he turned to a life of crime uh he sells bootleg dvds by the train station and um yeah so wax man what happened to you is is this the one where Zane makes an uh, appearance? He comes back. He was never dead this whole time. Oh, I mean. Oh, is that spoilers? Oh, I'm sorry. We're, oh. we're reading. We're going in order. We're only doing the first three chapters today. But I did finish the book. Um, real quick, if I were to write a like a Mistborn universe fanfic, the main character would be. I'm not. I'm not sure what he would be. I'd probably be a twinborn. Not sure about Alimantically, but. He would ferrochemically be a a luck storing guy. Like I think that would be a really that would be a really interesting. Oh, the one we know the least about. But yeah, so like he's always like <laughs> losing at gambling because he forgets <laughs> that he's like storing his luck mines. 
because <laughs> he's like constantly like storing them at like a slow rate so that he always has access to it when he really needs it but like he's also anyway um i said too much check out if i ever write ch- it ch- check out our other podcast how, actually, <laughs> how is brandon as far as fan fiction goes like is he open to it does he not care i mean i assume as the actual author he tries not to read too much fanfic because you always enter that like conflict of well if they write something and then i come out with something similar you know i can't imagine then. he's against it but i don't want to speak for him either yeah. i know he's active on you know the subreddits and he seems pretty positive when it comes to people dressing up so cosplaying things like that uh, of his characters mm-hmm. so I, I don't know i have not heard any negative things but i'm not in fanfic circles either yeah i think it, to remain professional he would have to avoid reading them yeah all right, well, let's talk about the real book that you finished this week. The Lost Metal is a real book. Well, but the one you actually finished. Uh, um, <laughs> what do you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, what did you read this week, Dave? I read copy of Rhythm of War, real. <laughs> okay, which chapter? According to my notes. <laughs> chapter, the rest of 113. it. 113, um, we're at 113. 113, nope. all right, thanks. Chapter 113, Steven Tyler's favorite chapter. Was it called Sweet Emotion or something like emotion. that? <laughs> emotion. Emotion. Oh, because he thinks emotion is sweet. Right. So it's his favorite. All right. Uh, is L short for Leshwi or Riboni L? All right. I think you can answer that because <laughs> you see L later on. Well, I've read. Wait, there's a whole progression here. We'll, we'll figure out who L is when we figure out who L All is. All right. Sounds good. Alright, uh, Ron Swansong. <laughs> Do not touch Navani's corpse. Next scene. Oh my Renard. gosh. <laughs> These bullet points are more vague than usual. Dead fused. Do not eat. <laughs> Renarin is Canadian. No, stop. Please don't break those, Seth. How could you? I understand that Seth one. Seth is so dumb. Seth is so dumb. Like, he's like... Oh, I know you're. I know that you're always trying to trick me and manipulate me. You don't want me to break these, huh? I guess I should break them because you're not using reverse psychology well, on me. Hold on, hold on. In defense, <laughs> in defense of Zeth, like at that point, Teravangian is is very emotional. Like he didn't he's know. he's full. Yeah, he didn't. Know. He's full. Like he's probably the best actor he can be at this point because he's not intellectual. He's only emotion. <laughs> so when he's like, no, don't break those, Zeth believes him and therefore does the opposite. So it's super effective. That's fair. But Seth is like, oh, for several hundred. Yes. Oh, absolutely. He's trying not to be manipulated by people. Uh, all right. Taravangian snaps. Taravangian's shoulder snaps. Seth does the anti-Odiumist thing as Odium appears. Meanwhile, Taravangian is the Odi yummy yummiest he could possibly be, as Nightblood saves the day yet again. Hmm. And there you have it, chapter 113. Yeah, we're going to talk about that last bullet point, Dave. Uh, I um, I don't know how I didn't see this coming. It seems like the most obvious thing, <laughs> that Taravangian would take the Odium shard. Uh, no, whoa, whoa. I was blindsided when I read this. I mean, yeah, it... it make, it's, it's such a Brandon thing. It's like... That makes so much sense. But we're at the end of the... F- but I didn't see it coming. We're at yes. the end of the fourth book. Odium just set up his big challenge against Dalinar. Like, we're setting up for the fifth book. 
the pieces are in mm-hmm. place, and then all of a sudden, let's just kill off our big bad and put in Taravangian, a character we actually know. It's it. I'm like, what is happening? It's so like this is where this is Brandon's masterwork. Like this is his, I think is one of his strongest suits is setting things up so that you can be surprised mm-hmm. and accepting at the same time. Yep. It's like. I didn't see this coming, but yeah, it makes sense. It's not like some random twist that came out of nowhere. It's, oh, yeah, everything was actually leading up to this, and yet I still couldn't have guessed it. I am, unfortunately, the hero of ages. That was a little more obvious. (laughs) Was it, though? I don't think you caught it until the end, either. We'll have to listen in on our our episodes. But yeah, Um, yeah, real quick, uh, this week, this week, this chapter... Uh, first, Navani, we find out Rabonio's still alive somehow, but she is not doing well. For a second. For a second. Yeah. <laughs> and Rabonio's like, if I come back, like, I- I'm going to be, you know, insane. So do the honors and use the anti-void light on me. So Navani does, and and, and there it is. Rabonio, dead. Done. Completely dead, officially. But they sing together. They sing the Ron Swan They song. sing the Rhythm of War. Yep. It's Rebonial's final performance. So Navani has won. Uh and then we go to Teravangian. Do not touch do not touch Navani's corpse. And then we have Teravangian who <laughs> is having a, a very emotional day. This is where of course Don't forget Renarin is Canadian. I don't know what that means. What's name rattle off some of the death rattle off some of the <laughs> most Canadian things and stereotypes that you can Because say. he sent a note that said he was sorry. <laughs> he does say, say i'm like, sorry, sorry. yeah he does that <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> um right okay so let, let's jump over to Teravangian. uh yeah with the i'm sorry note that uh renard has left him and he renard has left him the two um enlightened spren that was left to him by sajanat so Teravangian's like what do i do with this as i i, I don't I think I got sidetracked, but he is very emotional today, which means he's not intelligent. His capacity at this point is the emotional side. So, refer to the chart, the inverse proportion of intelligence and compassion. So he's just he, he his mind is like mud, like it's very hard to get his thoughts through. He knows that he has to do something, and and he feels like yeah, today is the is day. Literally, it's two words. He in weeps. It. It takes him several minutes to read it. He. Guys, he weeps about how good his food is. Yeah. Oh, wait. Mike is Taravangian. He was weeping about his food today. <laughs> so, um, at this point, Zeth comes to confront him because clearly there were a few other pieces set up. And, and Zeth's like, like, what are you about? I'm going to finally take care of you. I won't be manipulated again. And this is where Taravangian's like, uh, uh, well, he sees the, the two Spren, and he's like, what's this? And Teravangian's like, no, stop, don't, don't break those. No, please don't. And it's just like, aha, I will break those. And that summons Odium right there. And we got Odium, we got Zeth, we have Nightblood, and we have Teravangian. Now, Zeth... And Nightblood. And Nightblood. And Nightblood. And, and Nightblood. Zeth was going to kill Teravangian with the knife, and then at the moment that he stabbed... Teravangi manages to pull Nightblade out from the, the sheath and stab Odium, who happens to be right there. And boy, does Nightblood do a thing. Good job, Nightblood. You have killed Race. He dead. We killed Odium. Yeah. Book, book done, Stormlight Archives done. We killed our big bad. And like Teravangi and Corpse swaps with him so that 
They think Race's corpse is well, yeah, more like Nightblood just sort of leaves a. Uh, yeah, night, he got he. So in from Seth's perspective, Seth is about to stab Taravangian. Taravangian grabs Nightblood. Nightblood eats Taravangian's essence and withers his corpse to such a degree that it's unrecognizable. And uh, where are the dental records? <laughs> yes. Come on, I saw I saw the whole nine yards. So this is it, guys. Race is dead. Maybe, oh, maybe he swapped his false, because he's old, right? So he's probably got false teeth. He probably swapped his false teeth with races at the end. Or he just stuck. Yeah, that makes sense. Got him. All he has to do is punch Raze's teeth out and put his false teeth in there. All right, it's, it checks out. I think as fellow creators of this podcast and maybe hopefully from our listeners, we've been waiting for Dave to reach this moment because we've known about Terodium for, for a while now. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I didn't see it coming, but I felt like I should have. There, there were a lot of pieces in place. The fact that he was most emotional today, which is a very Odium thing, which allowed him to have the strongest connection to the Odium shard. Mm-hmm. Just, we just needed a Nightblood. Sometimes you just need a Nightblood. So is this one of those things where there were all these clues and breadcrumbs leading up to it that I missed? Or is this actually just out of the blue but makes sense? I, I think this is closer to out of the blue, but makes sense. There, there was no I real see. like as a reread um, from what I'm remembering from our spoiler talk. Should have read that diagram. Like we paid attention to how Teravangian is because we know he's currently the holder of the Odium Shard, uh, but I didn't really see anything setting up in place that he would ultimately pick it up. Like there's no death rattle that I could think of off the top of my head that he would be holding the the Odium Shard. But maybe. No, we are gonna get. Uh, we are going to get an interaction between Taravangian and Cultivation, but she set this whole thing up. Like, she was in charge of his schedule. Right? <laughs> his, like, she she has cultivated this path, yes. intelligence. Yeah, she was in charge of the intelligence and motion schedule, right? Basically. So, yeah, crazy. Wonder what will happen next. I don't know. Why don't we... It was also actually really interesting. It's like, you kind of... You're getting to the end of this book, and you're like... They're not going to have the contest in this book. Like, There's no way that the contest is going to be in this book. They're setting up to have the contest in the next book. And then just like, it all changes. <laughs> You're like, okay, this is the last week of chapters. It's just going to be a bunch of setup. We're getting, we're getting ready to set up book five. We're getting ready to go into the contest. But, but no, like that doesn't happen. <laughs> he swept us out under the rug of us. Combine multiple sayings, I think. Swept it under the rug. All right. I'm not wearing a toupee, you guys. Well, let's let's move on because we got a lot to get through. No, we don't. It's actually a pretty short read this uh, week. Dave, you have All no right. idea what I have to say. Chapter 114. Does L stand for Death Rat L? Tummy calls Relaine the Bridger of Minds. I get it. <laughs> Time for a space burial. Next scene. Taravangian is better? Then raise. Cultivation is home. Quick, hide. Next scene. Teft has a permascal. Still. Sylphrena is alive and grateful, even though stuff sinks. Stinks. Last scene. Taravangian is going to save them all. Who will? Save them from what? Taravangian! <laughs> Alright, Tori's turn. Oh no. Um, so. Relaine is. Um, Thinking about how oh he's radiant now and uh, Tumi is his friend. I think. Tommy. Yeah, whatever. Um, 
And uh, yeah, Br- yeah, that's his sprint. Bridger of the, Minds the because missed sprint. Yeah, because he uh, was able to uh, shout down the the Parshendi and the humans in the fight earlier. So that was. Um, and he's bridge four. And he's bridge four. Yeah. Um, you gotta think like Dave sometimes, Tori. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It's a that skill. That would be a mistake. It's a skill. Um, and a curse. Uh, and then space burial is. Uh, oh, they're going to Tef's funeral, I think. Yeah, they were supposed to bury him in space. Don't you remember? Mm-mm. Like from last week. Shoot him up. Just fill him with investiture and go. But he gets to be a statue they now. They said. They said he was gonna have a space burial. They were gonna fill him up with so much investiture to shoot him out into orbit, and that was gonna be like their final send off. I, I like this better. They though. turn him into a statue. This is a this is a good yeah, send off. So he can constantly yes. scowl at them. Yes. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, I do love Teft, but it, even though he's a druggie. Yeah, you you got to do the what would Teft say instead of what would Jesus do? It's what would Teft say, and you can just look at the statue and be like, no, Teft doesn't approve. Don't do that. <laughs> okay, next scene. So uh, Teravangian uh, is, um, he's hes all like, whoa, I'm a god now. And he's like enjoying the 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 phenomenal cosmic powers. And then Cultivation shows up and is like, yes, yes. Uh, welcome to godhood. Let me show you how to how to use these new powers. And Teravangian is. Make sure you use them for good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was a lot of that going on and um i mean he's already plotting you can tell like the thing all right so here's a couple things one you can see how the intent of the shard is already kind of taking over what his plans as immortal were but at the same time he he is he i don't want to say better he's a um he's a more adept at holding the odium shard than race was he's more consistent with the odium shard than race was uh so he's a better fit for for the odium shard um which i wonder like it does that make the intent overtake him all the all the faster because like he just got this shard like five minutes ago and already it's like uh but like maybe downer was right all along and he just he just wanted to be famous i mean so we get a little bit of that from teravangian's perspective um, he feels a little bit of the intent almost immediately. Uh, yeah. So so you sort of get a feel for that. But I think what it's become is that, you know, by the end, Odium, it, he was sort of just taken over by the Shard's intent. Like, that's that's sort of what race has become by the end. He's not really race anymore. Um, and, of course, according to Hoyt, he was a bit of a jerk. So I don't know if so that's you're a saying good the fit. Shard is stupid? The Shard is... I would say single-minded. It it has an intent, and it has a certain path that it knows that goes to that intent. Like that's just essentially what the shard leads to. That leads to an interesting question about shards in general, because as a shard's intent overtakes a person, they get less and less synergy over time, right? So like Taravangian is a great tool that the Odium Shard can use to reach its ends, but as the intent takes him over more and more over the years taravangian's talents are going to be less useful and less active right so like is it actually beneficial to any shard to uh continue jumping to different hosts 
so that they can get that synergy? I, I think they become more in sync. So I don't think they're losing synergy, but they definitely lose effectiveness just based on what you're I saying. Well, because that... in the beginning, the holder uh, kind of controls the power and is able to use the power for their own ends. But the longer they hold it, the more the the intent becomes them and so they kind of lose themselves uh into the shard and uh so eventually they're not controlling it anymore it's controlling them and and i lost my train of thought there but i'm sure it was really good what's also interesting is that you know speaking of like the synergy and stuff the shards were initially all part of one entity mm -hmm. yep so yep. like adelnausium was probably the best at using all 16 powers. So another thing is um, the Odium Shard is, it, it's not just negative emotions, it's like all emotions, it's passion. It's And in so the only thing we know about race is that, well, he was kind of a jerk. Um, so was he maybe playing up or feeding off of or responding to all of the jerky emotions? Um Whereas from Teravangian, we see lots of other, like, he has empathy, he has compassion on, you know, on, on some days. <laughs> um, so. Wait, is Teravangian still under the effects of Cultivation's Blessing Curse? That's a good question, Dave. Yeah, good question. Huh. I mean, it seems like because he's more intelligent like, after he picked up the shard. Like, all of a sudden, he understood quite a lot. Yeah. He was able to understand uh, Raze's plan and see why it was We saw this with Vin, yeah. And also, he's no longer under the limitations of his physical body. Right. But, I mean, his intelligence-emotion balance didn't really have anything to do with his physical body. Well... I, I think that's the reason he it. was able to pick yes. up the shard is because he was having an emotional day. Mm -hmm. So, like, like the emotions that he was having on his dumb days were, like, Cultivation didn't give those to him. They were his emotions. She just made it where that they were um, mm. in proportion or, Right, yeah. so she didn't really give him more emotions. She just kind of maybe suppress the yeah she just played with the balance a little bit the yeah yeah oh that's a really interesting take i didn't even consider that but she didn't she never made him smarter or more emotional she just intensified one aspect over the other to varying degrees yeah hmm. can she still so here's did she like deist style set up the schedule at him or was she like providence style manipulating that balance on a daily basis we don't know i suspect cultivation and if it's providence style can she still do it? i suspect cultivation style is to set things up initially and just sort of see what happens like that that seems that, to be her so it thing. does seem she does seem more deist style yeah so what did she set up after? Does it apply? Well, we, we know she tinkered with Dalinar, and we saw the effects of that. We know she tinkered with Teravangian. We've seen the effects of that. We know she tinkered with Lyft. We, we still don't know what that's all about. That. Is she, like, the smartest shard on this planet? She's definitely the most forward-looking. I'll say. Okay, continuing with the summary. Uh, Teft has a permascal uh, because they soul cast his body into a statue and uh it, it, the 
the book actually says, yeah, despite the embalmers, they tried, <laughs> but it's a scowl. <laughs> and uh, yes. He has RS. <laughs> right. Resting scowl face. <laughs> um, and so Kaladin and Syl are uh, at the funeral and then they, uh, they stop and they look at the statue after everybody else has left and uh, the two of them have a conversation um, about how Sylphrina is uh, still adjusting to her little bout of uh, depression, but, um, but they're both alive and she's grateful for that, um, even though stuff Jeez. stinks worse than a human after so many days of not bathing Kaladin. right and then we have a scene of a teravangian um thinking about how oh well all of this work was to uh save my people from odium but now i i now i can save everybody from from what we don't know it's ominous Yeah, his line of thinking <laughs> he's like Man, everyone's stupid but me. <laughs> and they're in charge of the Cosmere. Time to go save everyone. Yep. That's, that is basically what he's <laughs> thinking right now. So, Oh, man. It, I, we're going to talk more. We're going to be talking a lot about this. but I think we're going to have to go into some stuff in recap. Race? But uh, that's going to that's gonna come up in the epilogue. Race's thing is that he, he had a lot of hatred, and he just felt like his best thing was, let's shatter all the shards. So he's the only one around. He doesn't want to pick up any shards. He wants to shatter them all. It's very clear. Why do all the jerks get the jerk shards? It's very clear that Teravangian does not have that same thought or approach. But like, why do the jerks get the jerk shards? We've got. I heard AT Reese was pretty good. It just, you know. AT was a ginger. Oh my god. Dave, be nice. Oh, sorry. AT was a redhead. <laughs> so. I, I, have a, I have a very stark red beard, by the way. Uh, not anymore you don't not today you don't <laughs> who is this clean shaven man <laughs> it got itchy <laughs> alright let's continue chapter 115 chapter 115 testament El Taravangio right. you can't hire Shalon she quits Ty Dakar someone that wit has slapped around you don't mean next scene what is a fused a, a so did they ever put their bows down? <laughs> uh, Venli reaches Yaxlim. Pet Chasmphine. Something's accepted. All right, Mike's turn. No, Mike's not getting a turn. All right, Dave's turn. So Shalon, Shalon's at her job interview with Marizi, and he's like, eh, did you do it? And she's like, yeah, I got rid of Vale. And he's like, you were supposed to get rid of Kalek. And she's like, you can't hire me. I quit. But she didn't even <laughs> ever get the job. How can she quit? So she does not become a ghost blood. Uh, Radiant does stick around, even though she's absorbed the veil and explored all of the truths. This is a light weaver thing, I think, where she has to accept the truths or something. Uh, and absorbs veil. And then, wait, Wit's a light weaver. Wait, Gaz is a light weaver. These are all true statements. Mm-hmm. Where are you going? So, if Wit's a light weaver, does that mean that in order for him to advance in his uh, radiantude, we have to explore his backstory? Well, he has to explore his backstory. 
we don't get to take part in that necessarily. But ultimately, we Brandon will get. Would not rob us. Ultimately, Dragon Steel, uh, the proposed book, is supposed to be the prequel of the shatter, the the shattering of Adonalsium. So we eventually will get that book. And as far as I know, it's either going to include Hoy or be from his perspective. Isn't that the book where all the villains have superpowers, but the heroes don't? No. Dragon Steelheart. <laughs> no. And Wit was there. And Kelsier was there. So is Kelsier Tidekar? Hmm. What 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 do you is think? Is Kelsier Dave? the leader of the Ghostbloods? Dave, what are your clues? Why do you think I that? I think that Wit is not very physically impressive, at least the way I imagine him. There could be someone else have... called Lord of Scars, Dave. There's numerous no- people that are covered Who in scars. Who's called Lord of Scars? It's, it's in the book. What book? This book. The Lost Metal? No. <laughs> they call Thetacar Lord of Scars, and every time they describe Kelsier, he has scars all up his arms. That's his thing. So, Kelsier is Mrazy's boss's boss. That would be the deduction to make, yes. I don't know what to say about that. That sounds like that sounds like a recap discussion. Hey, hey Dave, remember when you're like Theta Car should talk to Kelsier in some earlier bullet point? How he talked to himself all the time. He was always mad. That's how he got his powers by going crazy in the pits of Hathson. Did I? Yeah, but I guess I said that. Sure. I love how my my biggest clue that Tidekar is Kelsier is the fact that Wit beat the snot out of him. <laughs> it's a good clue. <laughs> There's only been one person he's physically attacked in the books. I mean, to be fair, it wasn't that was, even the physical realm. That was all of us. We got to that line like, "Don't make me go over there and slap you around again," and it's like, "Oh." <laughs> oh man, I don't remember him being called Lord of Scars. No, no, Lord of Scars. Uh, but... Okay. The, He's described as covered in scars. There's there's a difference there. Tied a scar. So, Kelsier... Tied a car. Kelsier. Stabbed by... <laughs> so he got stabbed by Lord Ruler, died, was really invested, so he got to hang around the cognitive realm for a bit, ran over to the Well of Ascension so that he could stay in the cognitive realm, uh, broke out when Vin released the thing, snuck over to... to Cell. No, no. It's uh, the the Eries. Well, he he found the Iri, but yeah, um, it's it's sort of. I in guess they weren't necessarily the in cell. It's like on the right. border of. Well, he wasn't physically in cell, but so he was nearish cell in the cognitive realm. Uh, did he steal something from the Iri? Well, he stole a, a Irie, connection Irie. orb, which allowed him to be connected to preservation. It it was some kind of preservation. Or- is from okay. Do you mean? You mean, uh, what, it, what do you call it? preservation? Stubby or something? Stump? Stump. But. Is he called Stubby? Is it Stubby? Sniffles? He called him Sniffles. Um, so he got a connection to Sniffles, and then what happened? Uh, then he held the power for a short period of time before he was able do to. Do I have to read Mistborn Secret History again now that I have more content? Yes, yeah. it's not a long read. Oh, man, dude. Um,. Hey, like my least favorite. You trap. heard my rankings, guys. We we reread it, all <laughs> of them. So yeah, you have to too. Uh, yeah. So he was able to pass the connection to preservation over to Vin at the appropriate time before she was able to take up the shards. Or well, no. Why did Vin Sa- need take up connection? the shards? Vin needed connection to preservation so she could have the power of preservation. She was created by preservation. Yeah, but she still didn't have the. Sh- Essentially, he passed her the shard. He. She was holding the shard at the very end. 
So he had to hold the yeah, shard. I read, and, and... I read uh, Hero of Ages, but... Um, okay, so... All right, again, this is this is recap discussion. We need to finish the chapters, but uh, we do want definitely want to touch up on Kelsier is like the grandfather of the Ghostbloods, the Godfather. Wait, Grand God. Oh, I thought you were just well, making like a, a mafia right? reference. So he's, he's like, the Godfather. No, because he's like Mrazy's dad's dad. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I we already got more sidetracked on that than I wanted, but Kelsier does geez. that. It happens. I, I like how that's a bigger twist to you than the uh, Teravangian thing. <laughs> that was like... <laughs> it wasn't so much that. It's a, I had already decided we should save some of the Teravangian discussion for recap. Uh, but the, the Kelsier thing, it was just kind of like... Did you know, really think... Is Kelsier, but now I'm like actually thinking Did you really it. think oh, we were done with Kelsier and he was a Mistborn only thing? He, he, you know, Brandon, that makes sense why Mask Lady is a ghost. Exactly. Blood. So Brandon spent all. It, it also this makes effort. sense why they have a Sion. Like, why do they have a Sion? Well, because Kelsier's already interacted with people from Cell. So he, Brandon, <sighs> spent all this time and effort to bring back someone, and I think we we noted in the annotations to you, he he doesn't do this lightly. Like, you don't want to just bring back characters because then we would expect all of the characters to be potentially resurrected. But he put the mechanism in place. Dragon Ball situation on your hands. He put the mechanisms in place and he made sure to dedicate one for Kelsier. So yeah, Kelsier's a pretty big deal. Alright, chapter... Oh no, that's that scene. Okay, so we finally got over Tidekar and then uh, what is a fused? So... Venli reunites with the listeners, and she's like, yeah, the Fuse took over the tower. And Thorax is like, what's a Fuse? And so, all right, this this really bothered me. I don't, I don't know if it bothered anybody else. She walks up to the listener camp, and all the archers draw their bows and point their bows at yeah. her. And then, all right, a paragraph or two later... But she just stands you know, there humming. She's, she's standing there... S- a paragraph or two later, it's mentioned that the bows are still pointed at her. Then, like, Thude comes out. I think they hug or something. I don't know. He brings her into the camp. They're like, oh, good, good. There's never... I've reread this two or three times. I don't think there's any mention of them ever, like, dropping their bows. Are they, like, constantly standing? Like, this reminds me of that episode of The Simpsons where they had the burlesque house. And they're like, no, don't tear the house down. And Hans Molman's standing there with the bow drawn. And he's like, please, Harry. Like, I just <laughs> imagine just, like, all these archers. Like, are we going to shoot her or not? <laughs> and no one ever, like, releases their bows. I, I mean, I guess they don't necessarily draw the bows. They just point the bows at her. But still, it's like, are they still, like, pointing their bows I, at I her? I feel like pointing an undrawn is- bow at a person is less intimidating than, like, a gun or something. Uh, I an mean, undrawn bow. Like, without an arrow in it. Maybe if an arrow in it, then that's sure they have arrows in them. They have arrows. They might not have, like, drawn the bows so that they're taught. Okay, if there's an arrow, then maybe that's a little intimidating. (laughs) I think drawing the bow is equivalent to cocking the gun. Uh, But, like... Yep, they're still holding it to this day, Dave. (laughs) They're still holding it to this day. All right, well, there you go. Um, But anyways, there's Yaxlim, and she's like, Come on, Mom, drink this Spren. It'll make you feel better. Uh, and I don't remember if she takes it or not, but uh, there is actually kind of a, a foreshadowing here about how you don't actually need to verbally say the words for them to be accepted. Uh, this actually comes up in, in a future chapter. 
so even though she might not have the mental capacity to say the words, as long as she thinks them and means them, then like it's enough to start a bond. I don't remember if she bonds the sprint or not. I don't it, know. It, well, she starts talking. I th- it might be ambiguous. I don't. She she speaks right. Like I have to. I mean, pull up my you notes. start you start forming a bond with your spren before you ever say the words. Like Kaladin had mm-hmm. that supposed wind spren following him around for weeks before. She just brought him a leaf <laughs> because she wanted him to be happy. Yeah. So Jack Slum says Venley. Venley, is that you? Like, that's... He he did it on purpose. That's indication that uh, Jack's Axelim is starting to be better. (laughs) It's even better when he tries. All right. I don't know how to say her name. (laughs) Venley mom. Yaxlim. Yaxlim. Just think like... Like like, Yasna. Just like Canadian buffalo skin. Yax. Yax Slim. Uh, yeah, so anyway, <laughs> Chaxlin. So, is a yak a Canadian? That's like a Canadian buffalo, basically, right? <laughs> but yeah, it, the, the point is, it sounds like it's happening. The key thing, it all comes down to intent, which is like a big thing that you're going to see, you know, throughout the books is as long as they're intent. I mean, we talk about it in this book, Navani was talking about it. As long as you have the intent to form the anti, you know, void light, storm light, whatever, then you can find it. As long as you have the this intent to bond the friend. This reminded me of Susebrin and how they cut his tongue out so that he couldn't make any awakenings because he couldn't say anything. Well, because they I need a command. How they got around that. Well, did they like cut out? Did they cut out Scoot's tongue and put it in his and like sew it into his mouth? What? No. I forget how they got around. <laughs> Light. That. Did they Light Song a, healed like, him. Light Song healed him. He passed his big important return breath over to Susebron, which fully heals the person. So Susebron's fully healed. Okay, so you're telling me that Susebron's identity has a tongue, even though ever since he was a stillborn, he had no tongue? Yeah, hmm. seems to be the case. Well, maybe. Uh, maybe there was enough of a maybe there was enough of a desire for him to have a tongue because he wanted to to talk to. Maybe his God breath healing was... is extra super special magic. Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. No, God maybe... breath, it might be different. I'm trying Go to ahead, talk. Jordan. Maybe Light Song's intent mattered there. Light Song saw that he should have had a tongue. And so when he healed Seb, then now he has a tongue. I think in general, you're correct with how healing is done. Mm. Uh, it's it's by the identity of the person. You're sort of repairing someone's physical view uh, to their identity. We don't know how the God Breath passing works, and it could be legit healing. Rather than trying to tie to some- someone's identity. I see. I mean, Susabron's already heavily invested. He just added another... Th- th- there's definitely more going on there. Yeah, maybe there's a different... Maybe external healing works differently in that scenario. Because we've also seen external healing not work on Pirate Lady. Risen. Risen, yeah. Hey. Right. Uh... Okay, and then something's accepted. I think, like, Venley said some words, and Tamber was like, oh, no, not accepted. Yep. And then Tamber accepts the words of whatever the next I ideal I think it's is. the second ideal, so she, finally she's it's accepted, to. the second ideal. So does she get a shard blade now? It depends on the order. We don't know. Maybe we don't know how the order works. Yeah. Okay, but yay, so Venley is level two. Do- yeah. And there's going to be more Will Shapers, apparently. 
Yeah, she's like, I brought a bag full of light spren. Who wants one? <laughs> All right. And she mentions Relaine, who's not, decided not to go with him because he has some unfinished business back at Earth. He has to bridge some mines. And some fours. <laughs> Chapter 116. Uh, Mercy. Newest Odium. So what's a Odium's god medal called now? Taravangianium? Sure. Let's go with that. Say it. No. I wrote it out for you. Dave, Say just it. go back and listen to the... Taravangianium. Just go back and listen to spoiler Good job. time from back when the book came out. I already did this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ten days? Who's Ishi? I think that's the guy that was mutilating the sprint. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shinovar, eh? Flute and chicken. Next scene. Defeated one. I finally figured out who L is. Lesion, lesion. Next scene. Calden gets a Picard's wooden horse. <laughs> Meeting people. <laughs> a Picard wooden Next scene. horse. <sighs> Something feels different about Odium and the deal. Cute Dalinivani. All right. Um, and then there's a little bit that leads into the next chapter. All right. Uh, Craig's turn. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. So we're at Kaladin's. Um, hold on. Let me read your note. Okay. Yeah. So, Ten days. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so Kaladin is talking to Dalinar because it's like, you know, uh, I was probably wrong. I shouldn't have made you do that. And Kaladin's like, no, you're right. I, I would like to be an action therapist and I want to keep doing that. Um, but <laughs> yes, the, the challenge is in 10 days and Calden's like, I, I can't be your champion. And Dalinar's like, yeah, I know. Sometimes you got to do you, you got to step up and do your own thing. So sometimes, sometimes, um, so we know the challenge, but, uh, Calden has says, Hey, I have, or not Calden, sorry. Dalinar has given Calden a task. It's like Kelsier. No, <laughs> Kaladin. I'm correct. Dreamy Kaladin. Um, like, I have a task for you. I need you to go get Ishar, who he calls Ishi at one point. Uh, he he ran off to Shinovar. Um, so it's going to be you and Zeth and a ragtag group of whoever else you can bring. So, yeah, good luck. Shinovar, go in there. Next book. Look forward to it. And then uh, it looks like, you know. So, all right, real quick, I want to interject. We know that Zeth wanted to take a trip to Shinovar, yeah. but wasn't he supposed to go by himself? I don't think he's ever said as much, just that his fourth ideal is to cleanse Shinovar. What do you mean by cleanse? Is that like how Tyrevangian is going to save the Cosmere? We don't know. So, originally, hmm. it's because he felt the elders of Shinovar were misguided. Uh, so, clearly, it was a revenge... But his dad's dead. That changed everything somehow. It, it was a revenge plot, but now we don't know because there's a there's an unmade chilling in... What is that whole bit about, like... <laughs> Sorry, Seth is like Taravangian. You knew my father died. What difference did it make? I didn't know why he brought that up. Well, okay, so Taravangian was holding the 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 truth stone, oath, yeah, stone. oath stone. So yeah. it, I I think it's combined with that. Essentially, Taravangian made him do a lot of things where whereas he also knew the truth about what was happening with the honor place and things like that. So I think Seth was sort of blaming him for all of that and for being used essentially. But Seth takes the responsibility of killing Tyrevangian on himself. That's like, that when I pointed out, like, it does the anti odmus thing. It's like, yeah, I'm killing you, and it's my choice, and I'm doing it, and I'm responsible. Yeah. Like, that, he's so anti-Odium in a room where Odium is about to be looking for Good thing, first. if you want Tyrevangian <laughs> to pick up the shard, yes. 
I'd rather Terry Vanjie inhabit than Seth. Huh. What's the this greater war? I don't know what would be worse. I feel like... I so feel like Zeth... greater war that they keep alluding to, like the Cosmere-wide war, is this something that some some crap that Odium's going to start, or is it something completely different? Well, That's a good question. if you remember, on Scadrial, the, the planet's being attacked, right? Like, there's that scene where Harmony shows Wax, there's this red bubble that's sort of around Scadrial, and he's essentially holding that back. So there's clearly Cosmere stuff happening that we just don't fully know yet. So yes, the Greater War. Even in a time where Odium is still confined to Roshar. Apparently. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, Lyft is still around, and she has a chicken now. And she found the flute. She found Kaladin's old flute. And he's like, where Where was it? And it's like, there was just a merchant. He just happened to have all the stuff from the Shattered Plains. So Kaladin runs off to go see if he can go find a Picard wooden horse, which we'll find out in the next scene uh, where we have the Pursuer. Sorry, the Defeated One. He reawakens, but he can't see or uh, he can't see anything. Uh, and we finally get L, and he asks him a few questions. You mean you mean Wolverine? Yes, yes, exactly. I mean, he's got an adamantium exoskeleton, and he used his healing powers to graft the skeleton on. Like he's actually just Wolverine, <laughs> right? I'm sorry, Wolverine. So uh, we find out the ultimate. Uh, I guess, um, fate of... Insanity. Of Lysian. Uh, he gets to be experimented on with the anti-void light. And whoop, oh, he's dead. Okay. We lost our, our other it's villain. Even, even in his dying, even after he gets stabbed, he still thinks of himself as the pursuer. Like, he's so delusional. He's pursuing death. Oh. You can see, because this is written from Lysian's perspective, and L keeps calling him defeated one. And in the, like, non-quote parts that are his perspective, he always refers to himself as the pursuer. And I'm just like, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then he dies. All right, scroll down. Or something. He gets permadeath. Um, so, yeah, Kaladin finds the merchant, and he finds the Picard wooden horse that Tien showed him in his vision that he had. It was actually Did there. this horse exist before, like, last week? Is this something I was supposed to remember, no. or did this actually just this come just up? came out? Like, this is this is a new horse. It's like <laughs> this is like this is like no. a Chekhov's gun where they forgot to put the gun in the act one. No, I, I think it is in the first book, right, guys? Like th- there is a horse. Oh, okay. So it's like a regular Chekhov's gun. I but there it doesn't really. I matter. honestly don't remember, anyway. Dave. I'm sorry. He, he loses the remember. horse that Tien gave him, and the important thing is that he now found it. Like, it was referenced in the vision, <laughs> and he now finds it, and he can now cherish it. If you introduce a gun on the on the mantle in Act 1, then it has to fire off by Act 17 of Part 4. And it... <laughs> and it's pretty funny. By the time everyone's forgotten about it. But also have a dream where somebody thinks dreams of a hey, gun. Hey, remember that horse? And everyone's like, yeah, I remember yeah okay uh, oh we have a new horse on our hands but uh it's pretty funny because he runs off with the horse and then he has to come back and pay for it he was legit just gonna steal it and i think the guy's gonna be like is this why kaladin hates horses because they remind they remind of tian but it's, kaladin doesn't hate horses kaladin also kaladin notably hates horses as well he's wary about horses when you can fly through the air you don't want to ride on a horse oh I... well that's why he hates boats <laughs> all right uh and then we go back to Dalinar and Navani spending some time together, uh, which which is nice. They can finally, you know, catch up 
on everything that's been happening for five minutes. <laughs> um, and then and then Dalinar gets this view that something feels different about Odium. Who knows why? I mean, I, I, I haven't been paying attention to these chapters. A lot of it. So a lot of it is his worry about the next 10 days he's like okay we have this agreement where we're going to fight for the next 10 or you have this agreement where we're going to have the contest of champions in 10 days but i didn't account for the 10 days leading up to the contest like how much havoc is odium going to wreak in the next 10 days and and why did i not consider this a problem that's that's a large part of why he's worried here but he does also sense that like some kind of shift is occurring. well see so you're correct and I think if it was Reese, yeah, th- that would be fine. Like, the, their their thinking is actually correct. The problem is it's Teravangian. And what can he do in 10 days? That's not a problem. They're friends. Okay. Sure. Look, man, book five isn't written yet. <laughs> or is it? He, he's I working mean, on probably, it. It's, it's <laughs> probably being written or being edited as we speak. Uh, according to the tracker on his website, Stormlight 5 is 41% written. See? So there's still time for it to change. All right. So uh, that's it for your bullet points that you've read. All right. Uh, I missed the bullet point here. Stormfather was merciful once. When? It all happened 14 months ago <laughs> in Chapter 117, One Final Gift. Fenley was right all along. Eshenai did survive the fall. A little. <laughs> Eshenai dies a radiant. Rider of storms can show you the world on a magic carpet mm-hmm, ride. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, yeah. We have a flashback to when Eshenai died, and she's like, I'm not going to die an odium minion. I'm, and she swears the oaths like in her brain while she's underwater and unable to talk, and then she can breathe underwater, and then she dies. Oh, and then she goes into the cognitive realm, and because she's a radiant when she dies, she can linger for minutes, but not hours, in Stormfather's words. And Stormfather's like, and Rabonio's like, thank you, Stormfather. And Stormfather's like, I didn't do nothing. I'll let you die, because I'm Stormfather. And she's like, uh, I'm going to the beyond. And then Stormfather's like, wait, I can be nice for a second here. And then he gives her a vision of, like, you know, a storm vision of the storm passing over the world. She, she and, gets to ride the storm. You know, Rab- yeah, Rabonio gets to Eshenai. ride on the storm. Eshenai. And Eshenai's brain is squirming like a toad, <laughs> and she goes around the world, and she gets to see the whole world, which is what she always wanted. And then she goes to the beyond. All right, next chapter. It was cute. Yeah. All right. That is the final chapter. The book's over. Oh. There's nothing else to There's talk no about. There's no epilogue? Nope. Because right. that's the final chapter. Yep. There's no epilogue. We would have remembered something like that. Yeah, it's not like people just randomly forget things that happened five minutes ago, Craig. That never, ever happens, especially not when you're depending on investiture to store your memories. That doesn't happen. (laughs) Chapter E. I saw it. You scrolled it. (laughs) Chapter chapter epilogue. Dirty illusions, Michael. (laughs) All right. Whom would wit choose as champion? I didn't get that bit about the bit about horses, but that's okay. Wit didn't either. I think it was like sexual in nature because of how he follows it up. But I was just like, it was too much of a connection for me to assume that's what was intended. But it is also wit, so maybe like I don't know. Um, 
Does Ray seem more thoughtful to you? Odium can't escape the Risharan system unless... Big asterisk discussion during recap episode. Um, because I have to go back and reread the contract. Unlike Vin, who never reads the contract. <laughs> Tony Wonder shows up to kick Wit out of the Magician's Guild, and then Wit is no longer Ella Fitzgerald. And, yeah, nothing else to say about this one. The end. Help! All right, Craig or Tori. It's Tori's <laughs> turn. I took her last turn. Yeah. If she wants it. Um. So here you have Wit walk... Don't worry. People will interrupt you while you're doing it anyway. <laughs> uh, walking through the halls of... Uh, I think he's in Kolinar again? No, he's on the Shattered Plains in Elikar's... Palace, oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. his mobile palace on the shattered plane, and uh, and and he's doing a magic trick for the sprin that are following him. Illusion, <laughs> and uh, and I won't complete the line. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry, family-friendly podcast. And then design is like, oh, I'm gonna go do something else because I'm bored with you, and uh, I freaking love she's her. Amazing. She's amazing. Like my second favorite sprin. She's the best. Um. And then Wit turns a corner, and oh yeah, here's here's Odium, and uh, he's been waiting for this moment. He finally gets to confront Odium and gloat and be like, "I told you so." And then like, wait a minute, are you different? And uh, Odium is like, "Oh, you got some little memories there that are just hanging out, and it'd be a shame if anything were to happen to them." And <laughs> and then. Uh, Wit is wandering through the halls doing a magic trick for the sprint. Badly. For the sprint. Where are the sprint? I could have sworn there were sprint here. And <laughs> oh, hang on. Here's Odium. And here's I get to confront Odium. And I've wanted to do that for a long time. And they repeat the conversation they just had, except Wit thinks he got the better of Odium. Or did he? And, and it kind of ends uncomfortably. And for some reason, all of his instruments are out of tune. What the heck? Right? <laughs> the, first conver- the first conversation was uncomfortable for Wit. The second conversation was extremely comfortable for Wit. Uncomfortable for Yes. Us. Yeah. I did not like that. All right. I think that's an episode. No. Nope. We have recap nope. and cast list next Hold week. Hold on. Hold ah. on. We're not done. This is my turn now. So, yes. Dave... Normally, uh, we kick you off for spoiler time, but uh, congrats, you've you've managed to join us in spoiler time because you know everything we know for the most part. So, uh, chapter 113. I, I, I lied, Craig. I didn't really read the Lost Metal, okay? That was a gag. <laughs> I will not bring up episode. anything Lost Metal. Chapter 113. Uh, Raboniel says, I have done what I wished. Odium is worried. He may allow an ending. Uh, which he totally does. He has ended himself. Should we still like play the thing? No, we don't play the thing because I'm not actually spoiling anything new. So we do this thing where Craig has bullet points for, um, and we usually talk about them in spoiler time because there are often spoilers, but he's promising not to spoil anything. And, and we know he has a good track record of not spoiling anything. Craig. Uh, I'm good. Um, all right. Navani also says she left a note on Rabonio's corpse just in case. Do not dispose of this hero's body without first consulting the queen. 
if I were a guard, Everybody really a hero. If like, I if if, sh- if I were a guard who saw that note on Rabonial's corpse, I would assume that someone took the note off of the correct corpse and <laughs> set it on Rabonial's corpse. Right. But I would still go check with the queen first. Right. Okay. That's Be all like, that matters. Just then. in case. <laughs> I think someone misspelled villain. On the yeah. But also, I'm a dude, and I can't read. It, it is fair that there was a little <laughs> bit of redemption for Rabonial at the end. Like, she was still conniving. Uh, she was still trying to do her own thing. Uh, but she also sort what of helped redemption. The... This was This was all how she always was. You guys didn't believe in her like I did. <laughs> it's true. Um, all right. Uh, who, who's this? He stopped. Who's this? Is this Taravan? Taravangian. He stopped as he found a note written by Renarin Colin sealed by his signet. So the reason I wanted to highlight this... Renarin is Canadian. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Renarin is Canadian. Did Renarin actually see Taravangian picking up the Odium Shard? Like, does he see this? Like, how much... Because we sort of talked about this before. They... The shards sort of block each other out because they all have future sight and they can all do that thing where they future sight into each other's future sight, which blocks each other's future sight. So, does Renarin know that Teravangian is about to kill Odium? Or is he just sort of like, this is something he felt strongly about and he's setting up this piece because of cultivation? It is interesting is both Renarin and cultivation, if Renarin can see this, they assume that Teravangian will be a more merciful holder of the Odium Shard than Race was. Right. There's a lot of assumptions floating around there. But it should also be noted that Taravangian has freshly taken the Odium Shard and maybe hasn't been overtaken by the antenna as much, or maybe he was always conniving all along. N- well, know. yeah, he, I, I think it's been pretty clear he's been very conniving. But, yeah, there's no, there's no way he's... He's compassionate. Yeah, some of the times. Hey, Dave. Kill those kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're singing no, like, outside. Like, Kelsier? He that that compassion was there to begin with. That's why <laughs> the kids that were singing. All that's kids. why he went to uh, the old magic where, is where because he, he wanted the capacity to save his people. And you he you don't do something like that unless you really care about saving your people. He, he definitely cares about saving some of the people. Um, you can save some of the people some of the time. But you can't fool a horse to drink water. But yeah, t- Taravangian yeah, you is can. definitely you not rolled over. It's way easier. He's definitely not rolled over by the intent <laughs> yet. That it's way too soon. <laughs> He's fighting with it though. There, there are some thoughts that are leaking in, as we've seen. Um, speaking of thoughts leaking in, Zeth says, "I ignore you as I ignore the voices in the shadows. You know the voices, Taravangian, the ones you gave me. So is this just like, is this his guilt?" Or is this like something else that's happening to him? The, and then he also brings wait, up a good point. Zeth's voices? I think it's just a bad analogy. I think Seth just sucks at analogies. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, you gave me voices. No. And here I'm crazy. Zeth has been talking about the voices. Like, it's part of his whole, you know, cognitive shadow, badly stapled back mental instability that he's had going on since the end of book two. Like, Yeah, so, so Seth ain't right in the head. Didn't Seth fall from the sky? No, that was Ash. Ah, It's always Ash. And also, he says, the world would have been able to stand against the enemy if you haven't made me murder half their monarchs. So I'm questioning... I wonder if that's true. I'm questioning how true that really is, because a lot of this seems to be setting up for, like, essentially cultivations endgame. Like, all of this was set up... Well, Seth is that. 
Seth is to insight what Craig is to pronunciation. <laughs> so if Seth thinks that this would have been more tactical, then I think it's the worst possible option. Okay. I don't know. I feel like Team Radiant could have worked out a lot better if, yeah, most of the Monarchs are still there. And, and there was actual, like, there was a lot of infighting in the very beginning with all the different Alethi kingdoms. And I don't know. It was just, uh, it, I don't know. Zeth, I don't know. Zeth has one skill set, and that is to murder people with magic that they've never seen before and have no way of defending against. <laughs> the one time he goes up against somebody who has their own magic, he loses. And at that point, Kaladin sucks. Kaladin does not know his his power set very well yet. So, so Mike, what you're saying, though, is that Zeth is weak to his own attack because Kaladin's using his own, the special magic that no one's supposed to have against them. I'm saying that Zeth is good at one thing and he's not very good at that. Um, well, may, maybe became better, Marshally. Um, so when, when Odium pops up, uh, he says, I have lost my champion again and now I have, I am bound to, sorry, and now I am bound by an agreement I do not want. How do they know how to move against me? Have you betrayed me, Teravangian? Have you been speaking to Sajanat? What have you done? I, I, I mostly wanted to highlight Odium's last words. Um, uh, Reese's last words, I should say. But the, the important oh, thing... the death rattles. Craig's the death rattle spring. He's bound by an agreement that he did not want. I mean... Which is an important note. To, to answer Reese's questions here... No, Teravangian didn't do anything. This was 100% wit. Wit screwed you, bud. But the agreement, yes. But just like he always said, I don't know, a lot of it is just race. Dragon steel. Race sort of did this to himself, though. Well, race was also being compelled by his shardiness to mm. to make this agreement. Like Dalinar noticed it, and Dalinar do doesn't notice anything. He forgets that he has two <laughs> sons. You guys, <laughs> Dalinar is oblivious, and he noticed this. <laughs> I, I I think you bring up a good point again uh though mike is that when you go along so long that the intent just sort of rule, rules over you you become much more easily manipulated you can be manipulated a lot easier in that case uh this is what i was talking and cultivation about. lets us know that race was actually damaged pretty badly in the uh, by the oath pact mm -hmm. yeah so i think she even credits honor to damaging race Odium, I forget which. Uh, I do think. Go ahead, Mike. I was gonna say just a little bit of both. I think it's it's damaging to race and to Odium, but the Odium shard is an eternal bit of Cosmere basic building block. So I think it shifted its damage onto race. The shard itself, you know, is Someone... is, is a piece of. Oh, infinity. like when yeah. you're playing Ninja Turtles and you're riding the car and the car. <laughs> takes damage but the car doesn't actually die it does damage to the turtle that's driving exactly. exactly you don't die until you get to the dam stage and then you die <laughs> so i do think though that teravangian is probably the most intel as far as we know he's probably the most intelligent person to hold a shard says it's smart don't get me wrong but teravangian is is sort of scary says it is knowledgeable Seized was able to absorb all the knowledge of his copper mines, which gives him a wide breadth of information. Teravangian has the the super smart brain go fast. Yeah, Teravangian had depth. Seized has Teravangian is clever. Um, Seized is good at amassing knowledge, and Teravangian is good 
at reasoning. And Sazed is bad at noticing wit entering his planet. And Sazed puts up guards on his planet and says, secret planet meeting, no wits. <laughs> and then is surprised that wit Wait, What? Shows. How did you get here? Well, the sign says no wits, so they're allowed one. <laughs> I love that game. Uh, all right. Uh, chapter 114. Uh, so now we're just talking about, uh, in this case, the Tumi. Once an ordinary misfriend, Tumi had let Saja not touch him, and in so doing... Tummy. Yeah, Tummy. Made him into something new. A spread... <laughs> dumb, dumb. A spread, a spread of both honor and odium. And I didn't really think about this before, but the enlightened spread, they essentially are that combination of honor and odium. But he won't eat dog poop. Or maybe even cultivation and odium in the case of, like, a cultivation spread that happens to be enlightened. But, yeah, it's it's that combination that we've sort of been focusing in this whole book. Uh, and then Taravangian thinking here, he saw that his predecessor had been sliding toward oblivion for a long, long time. Weakened by his battles in the past and deeply wounded by honor, this being had been slayed by the power. Failing to claim Dalinar, then losing the tower and Stormbless had left the being frail and vulnerable. Uh, so yeah, Vrace has been on this direction for a while, apparently. If it wasn't particular, like if this, it wasn't this particular case, then it would have happened later on anyway, is what I'm gathering. Uh, okay, and then he, here's the thoughts that are leaking in for Teravangian. They thought him dead, he was free. Free to destroy, to burn, to wreak havoc and terror upon, upon those who had doubted him. And then he corrects himself. No, no, free to plan. So there are. That's the intent, sort of leaking through about the the odium shard and what it would do. And do you mean wreak havoc? Yeah, wreck, wreak. Uh, I highlighted. I've heard it both ways. I highlighted that Cowden wouldn't be seeing rock again. Ominous words that are written in the book. But as far as we know, that's the last Cowden is seeing of rock for whatever reason. Um, and then this is cultivation. Uh, the description of her is she had another shape as well. Many of them, but one deeper and truer than the others. Dragon. Um, Cultivation. Yeah, well, that's what dragon. I was going to say. We, we know she's a dragon, so. Why did Dave leave? Dave left. He's I don't gone. know. May have been an accident, but Cultivation's a dragon, and so her other form would be uh, six-limbed, because that's true of dragons in the Cosmere. And also of dragon-blooded beings in the Mortal Kombat universe, which means Mortal <laughs> Kombat is in the Cosmere. Yep, we got there, guys. Dave, we thought we scared you off with my spoilers. Because no. because <laughs> Prince Goro is half-dragon. That's part of the lore. I didn't know Goro was a prince and or dragon. Okay, cultivation. How did you know I'd be up to the challenge? I didn't, she said. I couldn't. You were heading this direction... All I could do was hope that if you succeeded, my gift would work. This is sort of how cultivation works in a nutshell. Uh, and then Teravangian thinks he could end this war, Storms, Dalinar, and Odium's contract, which bound Teravangian just as soundly, would do that already. So Teravangian knew the Cosmere was in chaos, ruled by fools, presided over by broken gods. There's a problem. Time to save them. Time to save them all. It could still be done, Teravangian realized, seeing the possibilities so subtle that his predecessor had missed. Yes, Dalinar has set himself up to fail. I can beat him. Guys, Dalinar's going to be a silver surfer starting in book six. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Mike. Nice. That game has great music by Tim Fallon. 
Oh, you wonderful creature, he thought. You have no idea what you have done. He was finally free of the frailties of body and position that had always controlled and defined him. He finally had the freedom to do what he desired. And now, Teravangi was going to save them all. From what, Teravangian? <laughs> Maybe. From what, Teravangian? Yeah, exactly. No, no, Where's no, the comma there? It's from which Teravangian? Which is which? Uh, there's a little bit about pattern. I'm not going to do pattern, but oh, actually, I'll, I'll cover it. And she knew why pattern, pattern had always been so certain she would kill him, and why he'd acted like a newly bonded spren when she'd begun noticing him on the ship with Yasna. It's because he was new. I already told you yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I just like to highlight some of these. I told you that since they went to Diagon Alley and picked out a wand for Shalon. <laughs> now, there is something about the Dead Eyes. <laughs> Before the recreants, they had never existed. Kellogg said he thought this was, was why Marezi was hunting him. Something to do with the fall of the singers and the Knights Radiant so long ago and the imprisoning of a specific sprint. Um, I highlighted the Lord of Scars, which you talked about. And Wit saying, Who's deal with your Lord own stupid planet. Yeah. What were you going to say, Dave? Did they mention Lord of Scars before this week's chapter? No. No. This is the first time oh, we read right, Lord then. of Scars. I feel, I feel much in better. In, in Stormlight Archives. <laughs> I feel far less stupid. Um, mm. And then note that your words, Venley, a distant familiar voice said in her mind, are now accepted. Which I believe means cultivation is accepting these words. Is Tambor not female in? Yeah, but when it's your words are accepted, it's always been the Stormfather for Kaladin. And I don't think Tambor ever actually uses words. I think Tambor just uses, like, tones and rhythms and, and yeah. Yeah. So, ta- so Tambor only uses Tambors, like R2-D2. Yep. Exactly. But also, Venli is in uh, envoy form, which means she can understand anything with intent. She could probably understand her own sprint anyway. Oh. Yeah, uh, but I doubt it hurts. When's the last time that Lyft understood Windle? <laughs> uh, so I go to L now. We didn't want to wait, L said softly, still facing away from the pursuer. No rhythms. L was forbidden rhythms. He's a fuse. So they sa- as far as we know. They said that a human got his title. Yeah. Did he used to be called Stormblast? No, he used to be called Vire. Oh, he used to be Vire. Uh, like the guy from Zelda. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So the, that breaks up. So the, the one who quiets used to be. And, he, and Moesh uses the shard blade as a key. The one who quiets used it's to be L, and it is now Moash. Yep. And and but what the question is why is L forbidden rhythms though? That's a little weird, especially for a fused. Because he's he's Cause he way quiets. too cool. He is way <laughs> too cool to use rhythms. Uh, also, I highlight. Dalinar too popular to be a bass player. Dalinar would never have a chance to prove Teravangian that Dalinar's way was correct. What do you think, guys? Wait, Getty Lee's popular. Paul McCartney's popular. Uh, I think that these con- these conversations are going to continue with uh, Teravanga Galactus and the <laughs> Silver Blackthorn. <laughs> yep. All right, I'm almost done, guys. Bear with me. Five more minutes. Because um, I meant the epilogue. Oh, oh. Galactivangian. That works. We got there. Okay. So first, uh, talking about Sajanat, she was expanding her influence. It's still Sajanat. It's Pat Sajanat. It's S-J-A. Host of Wheel of Fortune. (laughs) What am I saying wrong? Saj? Sja. Sja? Do I not pronounce the J? 
Yes, you do. Right after the S and before the A. (laughs) (laughs) My tongue doesn't work that way. Sha. Sha a not. That's good. Sha a not. She was expanding her influence, that old one was. He was curious where it would lead. Also horrified. So, Wit is horrified. That that doesn't inspire confidence in me. Poor Wit. Uh, And then, Wit is thinking, after all this... Odium would be safely imprisoned, no matter what happened. There was no way out, dot, 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 unless, dot, dot, dot. What's the loophole, guys? I'm going to go back and reread it, and we're going to talk about it. Well, hang on. My final... Hold on. Craig, I've told you my theory on how this will go. Yeah. Should we share with Dave? Uh, Sure. I think you can now. Okay. Unless you want to hear if Dave has a theory first. I would like to hear if Dave has a theory first. Yeah, I need to go back and uh, we'll talk about it. Add that to the recap. Yeah, okay. we'll do that recap. So, Mike. if only Shalon were there. Like, if Shalon were there during the the contracting, she would have been able to spot this. I think because she's shown to be able to see spot holes in every single contract ever, even the ones that exist in fields oh, that she has whoa. absolutely no knowledge of. <laughs> but Yasna. Help. Did I say Yasna? I meant Shalon. You did say Shalon. I'm saying Yasna. Oh, good. Because I meant Shalon. Yasna sh- helped come up with this contract with Wit, and she should be darn good at this, too. What the heck? Hmm. She left a loophole. I think I think in this. Okay, hold on. In this situation, Time, back I up. would go with Shalon, actually. Time out, back up. This is not Wit's contract. This is not the contract that Wit wrote. Oh, true. That was a that. starting point hmm. for their for their discussion. That is nowhere close to where they ended. They kept a couple of points, such as win or lose, Odium is stuck on Roshar. Otherwise, the rest of that which contract is, is just out point, the window. Obviously. So what what we're saying is if Roshar becomes the whole entire Cosmere, there you go. <laughs> Problem solved. Kind of like how, kind of how like I thought Tyrevangian was going to save the world. Yep. He's like every just if conquer, I conquer everything all of and Roshar rename it. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he could do that now. Uh, okay, my final thing is in the end note. I don't know if you read this, Dave, um, but there's a there's a a poem from L. I did. There's a Kellic or not Kellic, uh, Kalic, Ketek, 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 Ketek. I knew it was something close to Kellic, like one letter off. Right. Now the thing I wanted to highlight is the description of the poem, which says, "Poem is curious in its intentional." waiting of the last line intentional where a lethe poet traditionally wait the center word and build the poem around it singers it can be seen have a different interpretation of the art form which makes me think hold on we got three shards on this planet here we know cultivation is all about beginnings so i bet if there was a poem that was written by someone who's very cultivation oriented it would weigh the beginning honor type people like the middle mm. and expand outwards and singers in this case sure. a fuse whose odium uh likes endings right like the whole machiavelli thing yeah yeah i just th- i just thought I that like was that. neat that's interesting did you come up with that with the three shards and the three different parts that's pretty clever I like that was it. my interpretation of what was written at the end note i didn't get that out of it so you extrapolated something very insightful from it that i didn't <laughs> That's really cool. Yep. No, I'm just saying, like, I didn't, I didn't take it to that level. But yeah, that's really interesting that the three different shards focus on 
different parts of the story. Yep. Um, that's all I had. We did it, guys. Hooray! We finished <laughs> the book. Okay. Welcome back, so, Tori. the spoiler-free section. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we end the episode? Anybody else got anything? Well, we need to discuss what we need to prep for next week. What do we because need, Mike? Because there's cast lists, there's book rankings, there's uh, book overview questions, there's any uh, words of Brandon that we haven't shared with Dave yet that he needs to be brought up to speed on. Uh, there's the diagram, which Tori, very helpfully a couple weeks ago, already posted uh, our next book and the, the schedule for that. All right. I'm guessing It'll she had a, a day of, of tertiary brilliance. <laughs> right. <laughs> It sounds like we're going to have a very full episode next week. Yeah. Um, very full. Expect that one to go long. So eat beforehand. Okay. <laughs> we we, we might snack, need to take a bathroom break partway through. Play, you might have to play us on three times speed on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds like it's it. Yeah. Oh, and Dave, you got your you got your book recap speed run. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be He's ready thrilled. with my stopwatch. He's thrilled. Live split. <laughs> All, right. All right. Good night, Internet. Uh, Good night, Internet. Good night, Internet. Bye, everybody. Dave's gone. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.